What is the worst film you have ever seen? The Room is uh, generally considered the worst film of all time, a genuinely god-awful film. It's really just like nothing else that you've ever seen. You kind of can't believe what's unfolding in front of your eyes. It makes no sense, but it feels like it's meant to be serious. It's popular for how bad it is. These people are all describing the same film. It's called The Room, and it was directed, written, and paid for by this mysterious guy called Tommy Wiseau. The most interesting thing about him is that no one really knows who he is. Over time, the interest has kind of shifted from the film to the person behind the film and who could actually be responsible for such a masterpiece or terrible film, depending which way you look at it. But the weird thing is, all of these people have rewatched this movie over... I have seen it uh, probably about three times in its entirety. Over... I've seen the film uh, five times. And over again. I'd, I'd guess it'd be into the 20s or 30s by now. I haven't really kept track of it, but yeah, a lot of times. Stranger still, they've all watched it at the same place. In a cinema that has hosted this film for the last six years, every month, to hundreds of people at each screening. Just a heads up, if you haven't seen the film, it follows a guy whose best friend has an affair with his fiancée, leading to an untimely betrayal that ultimately ends in his dramatic but very unbelievable death. But all you really need to understand is this. When it came out in 2003, it was panned by everyone. Cinemas showing the film originally put up signs saying there were no refunds for this film. Hardly something you see often. So, how is it a film both critics and audiences despise ended up becoming a multi-million dollar cult classic? I'll call myself, like, a long-term observer, you know, of The Room. Olive is a self-described room observer and explained how they first came across the movie. For me and a lot of my friends from high school that we watched it the first time while, like, stoned in each other's rooms. And it's this sharing around of The Room that Olive loves. Everyone who has found The Room has then at some point, recommended it to someone and just been like, have you seen this? Oh, you haven't seen this. Oh my God, you need to watch this right now, essentially. You can feel like the person that has found this insane thing and you're showing this to someone and getting that kind of like, you know, a shocked amazement kind of reaction out of someone else. It's very addictive. Olive reckons the film has basically become a meme, but not your typical meme. Not one that gets shared around before fading into obscurity a few months later. Well... I think it has the kind of the, has like the meme effect, you know, like it's so quotable. Yes, it is a meme, but it's also like a movie. So it's about 50 memes in one. People get over one meme after like a couple months, but people don't get over 50 memes all like relating to each other in a complex web of like shitness, you know, that takes a while. Maybe in 20 years, we'll see it get over and done with. For almost everyone who's seen this film, it's filled with these weird moments, and Olive, like every fan, of course, has a favourite. I just love my favourite part of it, I think, is just his laugh. Um, it just has this very, very specific laugh. Oh, it's so out of place and beautiful. I love it. And that laugh? <laughs> but it's not just the film that's unique. It's where people are going to watch it. So I went to the Orpheum, the self-professed home of the room, and it's like stepping back in time. The people working there wear deep burgundy coats and black bow ties out of the 1930s. 
So it's a, a beautiful old heritage listed uh, 1935 building, uh, Art Deco design, um, which has been beautifully restored uh, to its former glory. Alex Tamishvari is the general manager of the Orpheum, and he told me how the cinema was saved from the brink of destruction by a TV star 40 years ago. Uh, Mike Walsh, uh, the award-winning television presenter and celebrity, he took on the Orpheum, uh, basically on the verge of being uh, demolished almost, a uh, very run-down state at that point, uh, and he took it on as a real passion project and restored it. Alex was actually the person who decided to bring the room to the Orpheum. We actually took it on about six years ago and have run it monthly since then. Um, now this literally brings in hundreds of people every single month. The peak of our screenings last year, we were literally selling out all 700 seats every single month. 700 people came to watch a film not only that was made 15 years ago but is also described as one of the worst ever made absolutely and and that the the irony of that is not lost on us we've always known we've had something special with the room i mean right from our initial screenings uh where it hadn't actually screened in sydney for for quite some time um you know we got a huge response so there's always been hundreds of people coming and but even now uh, the interest in the room just hasn't waned i mean people are still so fascinated by this movie so we're a little clearer on the room and the orpheum but what i still don't understand is how hundreds of people every month in Sydney turn out for this film. But I've found someone who might have those answers. Dr. Renee Middlemost works at the University of Wollongong and has presented an academic paper on The Room, and she says the film's success is owed to its fans. Actually, just trying to understand what this movie is about, and um, what I talk about in the paper is really over time the interest has kind of shifted from the film to the person behind the film, and who could actually be responsible for such a masterpiece or terrible film, depending which way you look at it. In her paper on the room, Renee raises this idea of paratexts, and it's quite complex, so I'll just leave it to her to explain it. Simply, a paratext is anything that's drawn from an original text that adds to the experience. So it can be stuff like a soundtrack, but it can be anything that kind of explains or helps to define or support the films. In the case of The Room, paratexts are there to try and help us give extra meaning. So paratexts around The Room, I think, have been really popular because it kind of gives the illusion that we can learn more about both the film and what it actually means and possibly Tommy Wiseau. I realise that an academic talking about one of the worst films ever made is ridiculous. But what's even more ridiculous? I found more than 100 papers that discussed the room in an academic sense. There's one scientific paper dedicated to discovering how much force it would require to rip the main character's arms off. If you're wondering, it's inspired by the main character Johnny being emotionally torn apart. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Ultimately, though, to understand this film, and I'm going to level with you. I've been trying to understand it for three years since I first saw it at the Orpheum. You have to watch it. So I took Evie Maguire, who works with us here at 2SER, to see this film at the Orpheum. And unlike everyone else in this story, Evie has never heard of the room. Ever. So we're at the Orpheum, and like anyone going to the movies, the first thing Evie comes across is the litany of plastic spoons. 
there's more than a thousand. I've actually got a handful right here. As you can probably hear them rustling in the background. You don't know what the, that we do with these spoons, do you? No, I can I just say, I have never seen anything like this before. I've never gone to the cinema with plastic spoons in my hand. What? Why do I need these? <laughs> so Evie and I are talking and I see someone dressed up as the main character of the film. He introduced himself as Tommy. Yep, the same name as the star and director of The Rune. And like any true fan, of course, Tommy gave me his own impression of the man he was dressed up as. The, the most famous line of the film is, uh, I, I did not hit her, I did not, it's bullshit. I did not hit her, I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Surprisingly, though, it was his first time seeing the film at the Orphan. He's already seen it five times. You've seen a film five times. Why come to watch it at a cinema now on the sixth occasion? Surely a lot of people would watch a film a couple of times and think, oh, well, I know that film inside out. I might go and watch something else. Because my girlfriend, who may be my ex-girlfriend after this evening, hasn't seen it. So the screening is pure pandemonium. Two people even start throwing an American football in the same scenes where the characters are doing that. As for what Evie thought about the film? I'm speechless. I've never been to anything like it before, ever. I've... I mean, what happened? In it? Essentially, it was people screaming and throwing spoons the whole night and chatting the whole time. You could barely follow the plot. I mean, yeah, and if you had to, I mean, you know, Margaret and David give scores out of five, famous film critics. Is there one for you? I'd rate tonight four out of five stars, but I'd actually give the movie itself half a star. The more I think about this film, the less I understand it. And truly, that's the mastery of it. It is enigmatic. Alex Tamishvari from The Orpheum, he had one take on it that explains at least part of the phenomenon. The main ingredient to its success is that it has been made by someone who is earnestly trying to make a legitimate masterpiece of uh, dramatic cinema. Maybe it's best not to try understand something like The Room too much. I'll leave the last word on explaining this film to the person who gifted it to us. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Wiseau. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. You can catch screenings of The Room the first Friday night of every month at the Orpheum in Cremorne. And don't worry, they supply the spoons.